Welcome to B2B Writing Success, the podcast on building a thriving business as a business-to-business writer or copywriter. B2B Writing Success is brought to you by American Writers and Artists, Inc. Now here's your host, copywriting expert and business coach, Steve Slonwhite. Hello, fellow B2B writers and copywriters. I hope you had a great week with your business. This week, I want to talk about uh, working with multiple niche markets, uh, either working with two niche markets at the same time or transitioning from one niche market to another niche market. These are very uh, complex situations to deal with, and there's no real easy answer. Uh, But I'm going to try to give you some insights today, and I have a very special guest that's going to help us. But first, let me uh, set this up. Say, for example, that you're active in the transportation niche market. So you're working with transportation companies and the marketing director is there and you have a nice base of clients that are transportation companies that you've been writing for for a while. And then suddenly out of left field, you get a consulting firm as a client and then you get a second consulting firm as a client. And before you know it, you have the second niche market that's starting to grow for you. And perhaps you really like working with consultants and you're getting excited about this second niche market. But you have some success in this first niche market, which is transportation companies. And they're two very different types of niche markets. So how do you deal with that? Do you make a hard decision and decide to abandon the transportation niche and focus exclusively on working with consultants? Do you perhaps keep your current clients in transportation but focus on consultants? Do you try to juggle both niche markets at the same time? Do you make a transition period of two or three years where you're transitioning from one to another? You can see how it gets gets a little bit uh, complex and, and difficult to navigate through what to do. Well, that's what I want to talk about in today's podcast is how do you deal with that? How do you juggle uh, two niche markets? Uh, How do you make the right decisions, the right moves in that situation? And to help us, I have a very special guest I've invited to the podcast, and that is Casey Demchek. Now, you may uh, have heard his name. You may have heard him speak. He's a very successful uh, copywriter, has been for many, many years. Uh, He's also the former managing director of the Professional Writers Alliance, PWA, uh, PWA, rather. So you may remember him from, from, uh, from that. You may have been a member of that. He also has a very popular AWAI program called Key Message Copy Platform, which you may have taken as well. It's an excellent program about uh, creating a kind of a copy consulting package that you can offer clients. So you may know Casey in, in a number of, of ways. Um, but one thing interesting about Casey is that He's been very active for many years in the medical device uh, niche market and is one of the top copywriters in that niche. However, over the last two, three, four years, he's been growing the second niche market, working with authors and speakers and coaches. And that's a very different market than medical device companies. And he's been successfully juggling these two niche markets. And he's going to give us some insights on how he did that, the challenges that he faced and the decisions that he made in order to to continue being successful in medical device marketing, but also grow this other niche market that he's very excited about. So without further ado, let me segue to my interview with Casey Demchek. 
Thank you, Casey Demchik, for uh, joining us on the podcast. And as you may know, we've talked uh, a lot on the podcast about uh, finding a niche. But what I wanted to pick your brain on, Casey, is uh, transitioning into a new niche, either as a second niche or a new niche market. Um, and and what you've uh, and your experience with that, because I know over your long successful career as a, as a consultant and a copywriter, is that you've been very successful in a number of different niche markets. And I know recently you moved into a brand new niche market that you're becoming very successful in. So tell us, uh, what, what prompted you to explore that niche market? Tell us a little bit more about it. What prompted you to explore it? And did you go through some kind of process? Was it a happy accident? You know, Steve, really, it was a happy accident. Yeah, I kind of fell into it. And the way it happened was, I, uh, as you know, like we would both write special reports that we would use for content in our business and I, have, I knew a designer named Nick Zellinger who would do the layout for my special reports, and, you know, make them look real nice after I wrote them. He happened to work in the, the speaker, coach, author industry, um, designing book covers. That was kind of what his main things as a designer was to design book covers. Then he would also do the interior layout of the books, which is why he was good at doing um, the layout of my special reports. And uh, he just happened to live about five minutes from me. And we used to chit chat all the time on the phone, you know, and talk. And uh, he would, he, when I typically would catch him on the phone, he'd be working on back cover of a, an author's book. And he would always say to me, you got to start writing the back cover copy for these authors. They can write books, but they can't write marketing copy for their book. And I, and I would say, well, it seems to me, Nick, if, I would think if they can write a book, they can write their own marketing copy. And he goes, no, they're, they, they're terrible at it. So long story short, he encouraged me. There's a local group called Author U, which is actually a national organization, but it's based here in Denver. And they had a, their annual conference here every year. And he encouraged me to go and set up a display table, you know, with a bowl of candy on it and business cards and that kind of thing. And uh, I, I made a $600 investment. I went there and I thought, what the heck? And I created a banner. And I put a banner up next to my table and it said uh, – I write marketing materials that sell books. That's all it said. And it had a picture of some books on it. And what I found was a, a number of authors came, you know, right up to my table. But more so than that, industry consultants, other marketing consultants, book publicists, designers, um, people who, who specialize in doing websites for authors and speakers and coaches. And they all came to me and said, you know, we don't have a go-to copywriter. And long story short, I one a couple of um, small self-publishing companies came up to me. So from that conference, I got about four or five clients that I still work with who funnel me work, uh, author work and coach work and speaker work. And so I, based on that conference, within the first couple months, I made like $12,000 in writing assignments. And now after, four, actually this was five years ago, it's been a few hundred thousand dollars in writing assignments through contacts I made at that one conference. So I really did just stumble into it and it worked out real well. So it was the best six hundred dollars you ever spent. It was. <laughs> wow! Was wow! Kind of, I was hesitant to spend it. When I look back and I laugh, but it just really paid off. And now I'm, in, you know, I'm, I'm getting more and more well known in that particular niche. And and there's something that you mentioned. I think is very important uh, for the listeners to know is that uh, you know you heard someone say we don't have a go-to copywriter in this niche market. Uh, if I if I hear that to me, that's like a, a big neon sign with an arrow yeah. saying you know this is the right direction to go. Uh, because if you can position yourself in a marketplace, even a small niche market, mm -hmm. uh, as 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 the go-to copywriter uh, that everybody knows. 
then um, I mean that that that's a ticket to get a lot of business. Oh yeah, definitely. Now, what what were some? Uh, did you face any challenges uh, in 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 transitioning to this niche market? Because I know at the time, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, Casey, you, you were still very active in the medical niche market, writing for big medical companies. Uh, so what were some of the challenges you faced uh, getting into this new niche that seems very different than medical device marketing? Yeah, it, it actually was, and there were challenges. And probably the biggest one is is how do you position yourself online? You know, how do you, you know, because I'm a big believer in kind of creating an ideal client avatar and writing your content and your marketing and, you know, gearing, gearing your promotion toward them. So it was a little you know, do I, do I gear it towards an author, speaker, coach person? Do I gear it towards a marketing communications manager at a medical device company? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a challenge. And I, I, I've gone through different phases of having specific pages on my website that accommodate both markets. And lately, what I, what I, what I kind of discovered, I had an aha moment, was I was getting calls from um, speaker, coach uh, clients who happened to be medical entrepreneurs or, or physician entrepreneurs, um, physicians who maybe came up with a training program and they needed marketing copy written for their training program, which was geared to other medical professionals. Right. So I actually had some speaker coaches in the medical, medical, medical entrepreneurs find me by searching for a medical copywriter. And I kind of went, aha, this is kind of the happy the midpoint between those two niches, speaker, coach, and medical device, was the medical entrepreneur. So now most of the medical I do these days is for the medical entrepreneur. And most of the medical device work I do are for people who've known me for about 20 years. Okay. I'm, I, I learned that I was able to gear my marketing towards speaker, coach, and I pick up the physician crowd still, physician entrepreneur, by doing that. So it's, I've kind of found the happy point between the two niches. And that is a niche in itself, isn't it? Because there's a lot of, of medical entrepreneurs out there, uh, medical speakers, yeah. trainers, uh, consultants, coaches. Um, there's several in the in the veterinarian space. Uh, d- dental uh, the yes. is, is huge. I mean, uh, there's a company, uh, a client of mine, that has uh, 300 employees, and they target dentists uh, as you know as for their program. So. Uh, that 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 just that 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 niche is bigger than than I think some people may realize. Oh, so, it, it, so it, it, you 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 may actually end up just ended up just there eventually, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think, like I said, really, I don't market myself to medical device companies so much anymore. I just happen to have a lot of contacts in that industry right. who keep coming to me. But I I'm at a point now where I gear my marketing toward the coach speaker market in the middle, you know, which includes medical entrepreneurs. So I gear some blog posts and, and things like that towards that crowd. And it's kind of a way for me to find the, again, kind of the happy point okay. and blend the two pitches together. So let me set this next question up before I ask you, like, um, so you were working a lot with B2B medical device companies. Mm-hmm. Um, so these are larger companies. You were typically with a marketing director. You know, some of them have very large marketing departments. And writing writing copy for their marketing materials, and then there's the speakers and coaches and authors, usually mm-hmm. individuals, usually entrepreneurial, very different kind of people. Um, so, what were some of the differences between writing for medical device marketing and writing for speakers, authors, coaches that that perhaps surprised you or challenged you? Um, I found working directly with the coaches and speakers was much more uh, satisfying. 
uh, I reached the point where, you know, kind of the trend in marketing communications departments these days, you know, at a medical device company, I'm sure a lot of B2B companies, is to kind of run a very lean and mean ship. Right. And what I found was people were not staying at their jobs as long because ultimately your your client your clients are the people at those companies more than the company itself. I, at least that's been my experience. So people were jumping ship, leaving those companies, uh, you know, after six, eight months or two years or one year or something like that. I also found that they were more and more hurried and scattered and stressed, uh, putting projects on the back burner, then the side burner, then it's back on the front burner. And it became less and less, maybe because I'm getting older too, just less and less satisfying for me. And I found that working with a lot of the speakers and coaches were people who, who um, and a lot of them were former former C level executives and everything. So they they had but you know they had a budget and they respected getting a proposal from me that had some larger numbers in it. And I just found working with them one on one was more more uh, fulfilling and gratifying. And they were much more uh, very grateful because a lot of times those people were very knowledgeable about a particular subject matter, but they could not write. It's challenging enough to write about market, you know, persuasive marketing materials about a product. But when you're the product and you're trying to create that material for yourself about yourself, that's real challenging. So I was able to write some, you know, marketing for them and about them that they never would have thought to write themselves. And, and they really appreciated it. So just the interaction back and forth with them on that more personal level was more uh, fulfilling for me. And it seemed to be that they were very satisfied with it. So it's just more overall more enjoy, become much more enjoyable for me than working with a large corporate company. As far as profitability is concerned, did you find that it's that one niche was perhaps more profitable than the other one, but it just you just didn't like doing it anymore? Or was it, you know, from a money standpoint, is it pretty much equal? Now, from a money standpoint, if you, you know, let's say, you know, my, my, my core message platform product, maybe at a medical device company, I can get $8,000 or something on average or 7,000. And with a speaker coach, it might be closer to five or 6,000. Um, but I just found if I did, if I did two, two of those type of products for a speaker coach, it was more satisfying than just doing one for a big medical company. So really, the, the, the differences in, in, in what I could make was not much of a difference. And um, I just felt, for me, it was worth it. Because, uh, you know, you end up making more money where you feel more excitement and passion and energy. And it's definitely in the speaker coach world. Uh, I, I, at this point in my career, I have more, more, feel more excitement and more passion for that market. So I definitely think there's money that you can make. Also through, you know, we've talked about this eventually down the road more selling more products and things like that, more consulting services to that crowd as well, where you can make some, you know, royalty money and stuff like that. I think you, I think you, you hit on a very good point, Casey, in that, uh, I mean, if you, you know, we both know white papers for technology companies, for example, can be very profitable and high paying assignments. But if you don't like doing them, if you got to drag your butt to your home office every morning yeah. to kind of slug your way through a, a white paper and it's miserable for you, it doesn't matter how profitable it is. You're not going to be good at it. You're going to be slow at it. You're yeah. go- and you're not, you're not going to have fun, nor are you going to make that much money. And you make a very good point. Even with lower paying uh, 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 markets, um, as long as they're still well paying, uh, if you're passionate about it and you love doing it, you're gonna jump in and into it every morning. You're gonna you're gonna have fun with it. You're gonna you're gonna write faster and better. You're gonna get clients more easily, um, and in in the long run, it is gonna be more profitable for you, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely, because I think it's important, especially if you've been around for a while, like you and I have. You got to recognize 
when your feelings change, you got to allow yourself to evolve, you know, because it was for a while I fell into the rut of, uh, well, I'm Casey Demchak. I'm the, I'm the medical device B2B guy. That's who I am. Even though I wasn't <laughs> feeling as strong about it, I finally one day said, you know what? I, I've got to start going more to the direction I re- that now I really feel like uh, putting my energy into instead of doing what I think I'm supposed to be doing. Because exactly what you said, I found myself lagging a bit and not being as excited when certain people, when I'd see, when they would call me and I would see their name on the caller ID screen, I'd kind of go, ah. (laughs) Well, that's a red flag. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Just one last question for you, uh, uh, Casey. Uh, Any tips for freelancers who are in one niche now and they're thinking of transitioning to another niche market? Do you have any tips for them? You know, I would say if if you're feeling you want to do that, allow yourself to do it. Don't get trapped by the thought that you have to have only one niche and one niche only, and that's your specialty. And um, even if they're kind of uh, n- niches that are, 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 are different and you don't think that they go together, uh, a lot, you know, just kind of go in that direction, allow yourself to do it, and, and you may find, uh, you know, follow the stepping stones. They may not all appear to you at once, but over time they will. You may find a point where those two niches kind of combine or there's a midpoint where you can kind of work in both of them just like for me it was you know it started off with medical device being so separate from coaches and speakers but then i started working with uh speaker coaches who were medical entrepreneurs and that's when i one day had that aha moment went oh okay there's a point where the two combine i don't have to completely leave the medical stuff behind me i can combine it into this new niche and it worked out so but that took um, a period of time to really come to that realization and discover that. So allow yourself time to, you know, give yourself the freedom to go another direction and, 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 and allow time for things to evolve and for you to figure things out. You don't have to have all the answers, uh, you know, right up front because, you know, I certainly didn't, but it's worked out. Well, thanks, Casey. I appreciate you taking the time. Oh, you are welcome, Steve. Anytime. It's been my pleasure. Okay, that was my interview with Casey Demchek on the topic of juggling a couple of niche markets, and he does that very well. But you also, uh, as you heard, there's some challenges, and sometimes you just have to be patient and see how things work out. Uh, If you find that a second niche market is developing for you, um, you know, wait to see where that goes, see how that grows. And as Casey said, sometimes there's a point where your two niche markets can meet, and these meeting points can be places that you can really succeed well. Uh, Casey uh, found that out, for example, where his medical copywriting knowledge kind of merged nicely with his work with authors, speakers, and coaches by working with uh, medical entrepreneurs, uh, people in the medical field who are writing books and speaking and coaching. (laughs) So sometimes that happens as well. But navigating through uh, uh, through two niche markets Take some care, but also take some patience. And, you know, you can usually find a way to make that work out very well for you. So that's this week's podcast. I hope you found it helpful. And don't forget, you can listen to past episodes of this podcast by subscribing on iTunes or by going to www.b2bwritingsuccess.com. You can find all the past episodes right there. So that's it for this week. Until next week, I'm Steve Sloan White. Have a great week with your copywriting business. We hope you enjoyed this edition of B2B Writing Success with Steve Sloan White. For more tips on building a thriving B2B writing business, visit www.b2bwritingsuccess.com.